In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would all the kids and the teens up through the 12th grade please come forward. What are y'all doing up here? I, I can't talk to you if you're over, way over here and way over here. Will you, st will you sit over here for me real quick, please? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Merry Christmas. No. Yes? No? New Year's is tomorrow. We're still in Christmas. How many days of Christmas are there? On the ninth day, on the tenth day, on the eleventh day, on the twelfth day of Christmas, on the thirteenth day? No. How many days of Christmas? Twelve days of Christmas. What day are we on? On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Don't know the song? But this is the seventh day of Christmas. And we've got five more days. See, I'm quick like that. Five more days of Christmas. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year tomorrow. Now the gospel today, so if there's 12 days of Christmas, what do we celebrate on those 12 days? Baby Jesus? Do we celebrate Jesus as a baby? Because the gospel we're reading right now began way before Jesus was a baby. It began way before your great, 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 granddads were even born. It begins in heaven with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It begins in the beginning in heaven. I know that one. And in heaven, you know what's in heaven? Hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of angels and other beings worshiping God. And, and you know what? They're singing glory to God. And they're not even bored. And they're always singing to God. And they're not bored. They're excited. And my great-grandpa's up there. And your great-grandpa's up there. My mom and my dad are up there. But you know, they're all singing. And they're not, they're not bored. They're singing with excitement. The glory of God in heaven. And that's what we're all going to do. We're all going to be with God. And so in, in, in heaven, there, there was always was God and always will be God. And, and we're just kind of in between. We're in between. And so, and so we'll, we'll all be there someday. We'll all be with God in heaven. God's with us now. We're going to be with God even more so in heaven someday where there's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we'll be singing with excited voices to God. How wonderful. I know it sounds, sometimes that sounds boring. Constantly singing. My voice is going to get worn out. I don't know what I'm going to be able to do. But it's not like that in heaven. It's very exciting in heaven. And we get to sing with all the angels and all the the saints of God forever and ever. 
with God who is and was and will be forever and ever. God. That's who we celebrate. God who in the fullness of time, in God's time, came down, as you said a while ago, and became a little baby so that we can see who God is. So that we can see who God is. God shows himself to us in Jesus. And then he wants us to be just like that. He wants us to be just like Jesus. Perfect in his humanity. And then we can join him in heaven and see his divinity. Okay? Think about these things. That's five more days. Five more. Tomorrow, celebrate New Year's. Five more days of Christmas celebrating and every day, really, 300, all every day of the year, we celebrate the greatness of God. But during this season, you, you, you couldn't sleep because of the fireworks? You, you think they were doing the fireworks because of the greatness of God? Maybe. Maybe not. Right? Think about these things. Listen, look. Think about these things in your heart. You hear me? Here, think about these things in your heart. All right? Okay? All right. Thank you all. Thank you for coming down. If you want to go to a short children's chapel today, you can follow Miss Music. If you want to get a, a booklet, you can do that in color as well. But she's over here if you want to follow Miss Music and who else? Miss Patton. While we listen to Deacon Kathy. Deacon Kathy, you up there? Stand up, Deacon Kathy. Just joshing. I'm going to get him back for that one. He loves to tease me about being short. But I'm here replacing him doing the sermon today. So I want you all to be sure and tell him that how much you enjoyed this over his sermons. <laughs> and God will forgive you for lying. And I know you're missing his jokes today. I know you enjoy those, because I do. So I prepared a few for you. Now, they might not be quite as good as his, but we'll see. And by the way, I already have a date for New Year's Eve. It's December 31st. Now, Bob is at a New Year's Eve party when he turns to his friend Brian and says, can I have a cigarette? Brian says to him, I thought you made a New Year's resolution to give up smoking. And Bob sighs, well, I'm in the process of quitting. Right now, I'm in the middle of phase one. Phase one? What's that? Yeah, well, I quit buying. <laughs> now, here's some New Year's resolutions. I'm not quite sure they're mine, but they should be, maybe. One resolution is to stop hanging out with people who ask me about my New Year's resolutions. Another one is to get better at pretending to know the words to Auld Lang Syne. I can barely say the name of it, much less know the words of it. My New Year's resolution is to aim to become a morning person by hitting snooze only five times instead of nine. Actually, I am a morning person. Another New Year's resolution is to experiment with new recipes with a goal to cook something that actually looks like the picture on the recipe. We all strive for that, right? You know, that beautiful cake, everything's perfect. Doesn't happen. My last one is, is to read more. So I turned on the captions on our TV. 
So here we are, it's December 31st, New Year's Eve, the last day of the calendar year. Christmas is over, the presents have all been opened in the mess of wrapping paper, or in my case, wrapping bags. Ribbon and tinsel have all been cleaned up. Many are dreading the charge account bills that will be coming soon. I get notices every day reminding me of how much fun I had shopping for Christmas. Uh, maybe I had a little too much fun. But wait, Christmas is not over. This is only the seventh day of Christmas, as Father Stan pointed out, according to our church calendar. December 25th was not the end of Christmas, but it was the beginning of the Christmas tide season. It will not end until January 6th, and we will begin the season of Epiphany, where we will celebrate the arrival of the Magi, sometimes referred to as the three wise men or the three kings as they bring their gifts of frankincense, gold, and myrrh to the baby Jesus. In John chapter one, verse, word, verse one, we read, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. This is the Apostle John's introduction of Jesus Christ to those who would read his writings. He is referring to Jesus using the word logos, which is a Greek word which means the word. This passage describes Jesus as always being with God and being God. This is a hard passage for some to understand. God introduced Jesus to us humans as a baby. We understand the human process of what is called the circle of life, which is birth, life, and death. John wanted us to understand who Christ is. He is fully divine, yet fully human. John really wanted us to know Jesus. As we read on in this first chapter of John, we read in verse six, there was a man who was sent by God. His name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. Here John is referring to John the Baptist. John the Apostle goes on to tell us more about John the Baptist in verse eight. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Isn't that still true today? Aren't there many in this world that do not recognize Jesus or just refuse to believe he is who he says he is? John was a witness to the light, our Jesus. That job has been passed on to us. We are to be the witnesses to the light. Though that witness we can continue to bring, through that witness we can continue to bring the light of Jesus to the darkness that still envelops many of those around us. But the good news that John the Baptist proclaimed in verse 12 is that all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. That's right, all we have to do to receive Jesus and believe in his name, and we will become children of God. What better news could there be but that?
God chose John the Apostle as one of his disciples and gave him an especially important and life-changing job. He was chosen to let the world know who Jesus is through his writings. Of course, he's not the only one to write about Jesus, but he not only wrote the Gospel of John, but 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, as well as Revelation, the last book of the New Testament. An interesting fact about John the Apostle is that he was the only one of the disciples to die of natural causes. Tertullian, the second century North African theologian, reported that John was plunged into boiling, boiling oil in a vat, but he miraculously escaped unharmed. It is believed that he died of natural causes sometime after AD 98 during the reign of Trajan. On December 27th, this past Wednesday, we celebrated St. John's Day. Despite the Gospel of John and the other writings about Jesus, and as crazy as it may sound to those of us who come to church, read our Bibles, attend Bible studies, and listen to podcasts about Jesus, there are still others in the world who do not know Jesus. They may have even heard his name, but they do not know him. There are also those who have been taught about Jesus, but have rejected him. I'm sure most of you have heard me say that I am one of 11 children. We were all brought up in a Christian home, attending church and Sunday school regularly. Our mother taught us the Lord's Prayer, but other than that, we did not have regular discussions about Jesus or God in our home that I can remember. Some of us grew up to be believers, but some did not. In fact, I suspect that some of my siblings may even blame God for some of the misfortunate circumstances that they have been invaded in their lives. We are all given free will to choose to follow Jesus or not, but I can tell you no life is complete without Jesus as the center and focus of all that we do. The freedom of knowing that no matter what hardship we may suffer, what health issues attack us, what day-to-day -day struggles we face, Jesus is right there holding on to us as we walk through these fires of life. Without Jesus, there is no hope. In verse 12 of our reading, John tells us, Yet to all who received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Did you hear that? We don't have to do anything to become children of God, but receive him and believe in his name. We do not have to be perfect. We do not have to look a certain way. We do not have to have a certain job. We do not have to be anything but believers in Jesus, the Son of God. Just that little phrase that you say in your heart, I believe in you, Jesus, will save your life. In verse 17, we read, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ, the word that became flesh. When you think about it, it's no wonder that so many this day and age do not know Jesus. It's hard for some people, people to believe in someone they have not seen with their own eyes or heard with their own ears. We will see Jesus someday, but until then, we, the believers and worshipers of Jesus Christ, are to be the Jesus that the world sees. As Christians, we are watched and judged by those around us who do not yet believe. That's a big weight to carry, but we are up to the job because God equips us. We are here today listening, learning, 
and praying, ready to take our light into the world. We are so blessed that we have the freedom to worship in a wonderful church. But we need to take what we receive here to those outside these walls. Sharing what you receive today through this service, the readings, this message, and the communion that we will share at the Lord's table could be the greatest blessing that someone might receive today. You can make a difference in someone else's life. I know it's hard sometimes to share our faith and belief with others, but one thing everyone can do is pray. Do not ever underestimate how powerful your prayers are. Make a prayer list and bring it to God daily. I have seen many of my daily prayers answered, and sometimes in very unusual ways. I have also been praying some prayer, prayers for years. Do not be discouraged when prayers are not answered immediately. We all know that God has his timing, and only he sees the big picture. Write down those people and situations that you pray about, and over the years, you will see your list change as you mark off answered prayers and add others. Prayer is not to be taken lightly, but to be used as a sword in the battle against the devil and his evil forces. So take up your sword and join the battle. And with Jesus as our leader, we will win. Remember in Matthew 7, verse 7, Jesus said, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. And verse 11, Jesus goes on to say, If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In John 16, verse 24, Jesus says, Until now you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. But also remember in James 4, verse 3, When you ask, you don't receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. One last point I would like to make is never be afraid to pray for yourself. Praying for yourself is not selfish, as some might think, but shows your trust in Jesus. I cannot tell you how many times a day I ask for Jesus' help. I ask every day for forgiveness and guidance for that day. I ask for protection as I go through my day, and especially when I'm driving. I even ask for God's help in finding things that I have misplaced or lost. Many times I receive those answers immediately, and sometimes not. But I know God hears me and will answer in his timing. It is such a relief that I do not have to know everything because I know God who does know everything. I trust him with my heart. If you have not given your heart to Jesus, please do not waste another day. The change in your life will astound you. If you have already, then focus on those in your world who have not. Someone is waiting for their life to change, and you just may be the messenger for that change. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs>